Welcome to the Main Podcast, the only podcast that gives you the up-to-date information on what's trending behind the scenes at Meme Headquarters. Main Headquarters is the location where we hold our sinister underground meetings of the meme. I have with me tonight two new guests who have never been on the show before. I have the polar version of myself. The I will call him the evil version of me. He's the chicken Josh. Chicken hey. Josh McHenry. What's up? How you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm I'm pretty darn good. What's going on, guys? Well, I'm sorry to keep you up past your bedtime, but I'm glad we could finally make arrangements to have you on here. We've oh, been no. trying to get Josh on here for a little while now, and uh, he's another member who hangs out and does main shit with us. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it's not super past my bedtime. I'm just I like to give you a hard time. So, do you view yourself as a chicken guy? I see a lot of pictures. You've got a chicken on your head. You're hanging yeah. out doing chicken things. Um, you're totally like a chicken guy, or do you have other animals that you prefer? I, I definitely am a well. I'm a dog guy as far as like cats versus dogs, but I am definitely a chicken guy when it comes to uh, my livestock. I have three goats as well, but. I, I kind of prefer the company of chickens. So. Are they full-size goats? I had a, I had pygmy goats when I was young, and they were total dicks. <laughs> I have two pygmy goats and a dwarf Nigerian who's not much bigger. And, yes, uh, one of them's a dick, and the other two just kind of hang out. Actually, I don't know if you guys – sorry, you're picking that up or not. There's a semi-truck going by my house right now hauling hogs. I've got a – I live down the road from a hog farmer too. So I'm really out here in the sticks. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And then we also have uh, another new guest with us, Wes. Uh, Wes is like elite tier edit main admin of the mashups group. Uh, and we've never had him on before. So we're excited to bring Wes on here as well. What's going on, man? Uh, let me just say with all that, the honor is all mine. This is main royalty I sit with this evening. Happy to be here. I hear about the duck guy. I hear about the chicken guy. I don't have any cool animals to affiliate myself with. Uh, if anything, I'm a metal guy, maybe like a goat head guy. Would that right on. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man, we've got metal mains. We've got lots of them. Uh, actually, we were uh, we were chit-chatting about Cannibal Corpse earlier today. Like all day long, we were in a comment section just amongst ourselves. Oh, your Captain Crunch Cannibal Corpse, which is like one yes. of the most <laughs> badass edits of uh, any meme I've ever seen, is you know the most bloodthirsty serial cover I've ever seen. It's a Cannibal Corpse tribute, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't want to go too off a topic here, but you know, when I was still early, I was still fresh. You know, I, I was a meme virgin coming into Maine. I'm all Maine. I've been Maine since I started. I'll be Maine when I stop. I came in when it was Ibs Maine time and everybody's all about throwing these purples on everything. Right. My best friend, Adam Michael McDowell, many, many people know him. He's been around since like 2012, has hassled me. Yeah, that's right. He's hassled me for over a decade to meme because he knew I did all the artsy stuff and I'd never do it. I always just, I, it didn't feel like it was my thing. I love to go laugh at him, but it was never my thing. Well, then one day he comes over and he hits me up and he's like, you got to go check out this group. I think he said Casey pulled him in because yeah. he and Casey go way, way back. Yeah, and, uh, that tracks. You know, yeah. And he says, you know, Casey uh, got me into this group and I think you'd really like it. So I go over here and I'm seeing all these and I'm like, oh, man, this is sweet. So I think 
I went out and found a picture of Salt Bay holding a big slab of meat and just replaced it with a perp. And I came in here and you, Josh, I mean, uh, Jacob Deese, I mean, I started getting hit up by people right out of the gate and it was just, it was really cool. And I love the concept of we actually get to work on something. We get to edit imagery. And, you know, that, that was what really drew me in being of an artistic background. And so I come in, I'm doing that for a while. And I actually figured out on my own, I hadn't heard a word out of anybody. I know there was some politics had been going on at some point, but I didn't know that mashups existed. I go find mashups when I, I catch you guys talking about it a few times. And I'm like, well, man, it's this big, huge group. And I mean, it's like all movie posters and it's right up my alley. So I posted a couple things over there and everybody was so kind. There was a lot of love. But then after a couple of weeks, I make this obnoxious butchered at birth cannibal corpse cover meme with a little bit of everything that we had oh. all been wagoning and loving that had Bob Ross on the main dude. And, you know, yes. everything was all nuts. Yes. And I got my first hundred reactions, reonks from a corpse meme. And I, I still brag to my wife about that. I'm like, if, if I could never make another meme again, the first hundred I ever got. Well, actually, no, I don't think it was. I think I made that XL Riley one. Well, you know, that's a cheap one, though, but you were yeah. you, you remember the Cannibal Corpse one yeah, because it's man, something that you're proud of. When I realized that even though so many of these people aren't about that style of music or anything else, they were still going to love the concept and the effort that was put into it. I mean, this group was home from the get-go. Certainly was. Absolutely, man. Well, we're very glad to have you. Your artistic style is appreciated and you know, nobody makes a more badass metal meme than Wes. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. it's, I don't know. Tomlin's hit a few high notes. It's the people, man. It really is. All you guys, you're all so awesome. I mean, you know, I didn't do messenger. I'm in these messenger chats with everybody. And so I finally got to start like really communicating with the individuals and I was never disappointed. It's well, that's why we have a whole place. podcast about it. We want to hear, you know, the people's story behind it. You know, that's oh, yeah. that's that's why we're here. We are the totem to shit posting. Like that's what Maine is. We're the absolute peak of what you can do as a shit poster. I would like to, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but we're like the worst of the, you know, the best of the worst. Oh, yeah. We're so far up our own asses. It's not even funny. It really is. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> Every time you post, it's love from this direction and this right. direction. I mean, I know we got haters that come in and give us all this crap about, oh, yeah, you guys and your AFs and your oofs. And it's like, yeah, join in. This is a family and it just keeps growing. What are right, you we're just having fun. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we, we were talking about, are the perps okay on the podcast, right? Obviously right. it is. You know, the fucking logo has like eight eight perps on it and like i'm not all about put i don't even make memes really with purple dildos on them anymore but i i now come to realize what an important thing that is is it's it's a barrier if someone comes in and they get offended that we're just slapping these silly purple dildos on things then they're probably not gonna vibe with us and right. we're not we're not all about like we're not like a bunch of deviants that joke about sex all the time. If you actually scroll through the groups, they're for the most part the memes trend a little more wholesome than most places. It's a little bit of a gatekeeping on our end, being like, well, if you can't tolerate this, then you know you're going to be the one that gets upset and you're going to be the one that causes trouble. And we're literally just trying to 
have, you know, our little Mecca. Like we had uh, last week, we had Morgan and Daniel on. That's what they're doing is creating, you know, their own website and platform to kind of be away from the Johnny No memes, the negativity, the, the shittiness in the comment section. Everybody's familiar with it. Even if you're listening to this podcast and you've never delved into meme world, you still know what a toxic place the comment section is. You know, one of the topics that we wanted to cover tonight is there's there's this obvious dopamine that we get from this. We're not doing this just because we enjoy making memes. There's There's always something else tied to it. You know, whether you get a little bit of serotonin or dopamine or whatever, I'm not I'm not some sort of brain scientist, but something happens when one of your works of art, your creations, your memes, when it does well. Before I jump into similar things in life besides memes, Josh has some strong feelings about this subject. I don't want to put him on the spot, but <laughs> no, you want I- to run with this? I, I feel like I, I talked it up too much in, in my message to you. It's nothing real deep or even probably something that hasn't even or has occurred to all of us at some point. But we are all like addicted to the dopamine we get when people enjoy what we make and, and share it and react to it and everything to the point where we even get upset now if they don't expend the effort to give us anything better than a blue thumb because that's just one click as opposed to holding your finger in and sliding over for a laugh react or whatever. I mean, we've built this little meme culture where we're like, it's it, like you say, it's it's a gated community almost where if you don't play along, you don't fit in. You're 100% right. I mean, we absolutely have created our own universe and it, I can see how it would be alienating to someone trying to come in, you know, especially if you're in like shit posting, like when we're right. in shit posting, we are making memes for us. I mostly just post in shit posting now. Uh, well, I appreciate that. That's the best place to be. <laughs> we're we're kind of assholes like that. But, you know, like we've talked about it before in the past. That is totally like our little haven. But, you know, we have the bigger groups for if you have an idea that you think is really good and you've spent a lot of time on it. Like for me personally, I know some people throw everything into mashups. But for me, I I tend to trend more like if I've, I've exerted some effort into a meme, then I'll drop it in mashups. Otherwise, like that's the definition of shit posting is just, it's a lazy edit or it's an inside joke or it's uh, a deep cut or it's totally absurd. It's not something you're really trying to pitch to just anyone. Right. Um, so right. I guess, I guess we, we, we have our groups for that. I don't know. I come from a completely different direction. You know, I mean, I, I came into this thing pretty much able to do whatever I wanted to with the digital imagery. I mean, I've gotten better over time too, but I've been creating stuff and I've been getting accolades for it for years. What drew me in was that the focus was on creating something. And then like you're saying though, from my perspective, the reaction that I got from the people over in shit posting, it was like, Wow. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping amuse them throughout their day. And, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't dip outside of Maine much. The only other groups I'm in are groups that Maine members have invited me to. Of course, anything I do that I know is worth a damn goes to mashups before it goes anywhere else. But like the camel one that blew up, I shared an oops too. Yeah. They're not very mashup-y over there, but I mean, you know, somebody from Maine may not see it in Maine, but see it in oops. I don't know. So, you know. 
Well, and you know, you got to spread it around a little bit. I mean, like I have the same philosophy. If it's worth its weight, you know, I'll drop it in mashups first before it goes anywhere else. And, you know, that's just keeping it within the community first. Give your, give your friends and your very close family first dibs on your comedy. Sure. Well, you know, I actually, one of my biggest motivators is seeing what you guys do. That's why everybody gets so many like edited, customized comments from me because I love that meme so much. I'm like, I got to go make them something to show how much I care about this meme. Like, it's just the, the community that we have here is impeccable. And I would go build furniture and make art for myself if I didn't have such great people around to be sharing this stuff with. And so, you know, that's why you get some intense edits because you're worth every bit of it, all the effort. Well Main said. Yeah, awesome. Sorry to keep gushing over the mains, but you all know how I do. It's no, great. dude, oh, yeah. we, we like it when you stroke our ego. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? That's why we're here. We all got a, a performer's mentality. We want to entertain and keep people like enjoying themselves over shit we do. Well, and these people who get butt hurt need to understand, you know, we've seen some knockdown, drag out blow ups amongst these people who are this, you know, secret society, inner circle, whatever you want to call it. Right. And, uh, you know, 10 minutes later, they're back on a good page. I mean, everybody can be civil about it and everybody understands what they appreciate about everybody else. I mean, I know it goes over the line sometimes, but not often. And, you know, it's just it's a great place. McDowell brought me into lots of other groups that were just rough, the old school stuff, fam, things like that. And oh, did you had, just did you just say Miguel? Uh, no, McDowell. Damn it. Okay, it's well, I, I, I train wrecked us really hard, so it's time for the nightly Miguel shout out. Miguel! <laughs> pew, 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 pew. So both Wes and the other other Josh are in Ohio, is that correct? That's, That's correct. correct. And they're only like 120 miles apart. So by Ohio standards, they are practically We're cousins, neighbors. practically. We're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some distant relation. Yeah, if you if you sat long enough, you, I'm sure we'd find someone that you had in common, family or close friends. I'm sure I know someone you knew at some point. Probably. I it's mean, it's small weirdly small. You find like people that. all over the place. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I have a bonfire. Everybody gets, you know, get to know each other. I've got a couple tents if you want to hang out and make little meme babies. I don't know what's going on. Another thing that we were looking to cover going back a little bit is like making memes is a pretty huge time suck. You know, I mean, I know we all have our lives, right? We got jobs. We got other hobbies. What What do you Side think hustle. you spend the most time on aside from working in memes? Uh, anymore, their names are Cam and Lily. The The vast majority of my... We're in that weird time, man. 10 and 11 years old, getting ready to be 12, just turned 10, and they're starting to get smarter. And so, you know, I'm starting to introduce them. You know, I made a meme last week, just introduced my boy to the original Red Dead. We're getting down on a little bit of that together, nice. doing that thing. Very but, nice. You know, that, that has been a big balancing act. You know, I've been away for chunks of time from uh, making memes, and I could have balanced out my time a little better, but it's been wild and all over the place. But uh, big gamer for a long time. Nowadays, it's uh, it's all gotcha app games on my phone and whatever the kids want to play with me. What's your What's your all time favorite game in general? Oh God, you're making it hard. I've Oh God, you're making it hard. I've always stated. 
just because it's so, you know, I like the old school things that led to other great things. So I've always stated the greatest game ever made was Super Mario Brothers 3. But okay. probably great still day. to this day, my favorite game to play ever. If I could only have one game until the end of time, it's Combat Evolved. Combat Evolved? Halo Combat Halo. Evolved. Nice. Very yeah. first one. It's huh. just... It's timeless for me. And, you know, uh, the multiplayer is fine, but I like to just go steamroll campaign. I do. I actually have played so much of that game over so many years. I could probably turn around and face away from the TV and butcher Assault on the Control Room, <laughs> Two Betrayals, all my favorite stages. And uh, actually, yeah, we were talking about that with some video editing earlier. I started making a bunch of videos, put two obnoxious metal songs, and then a number of various other things. At first, I was smashing together anime, brutal old anime movies and DBZ and stuff like that. And then uh, I started playing Halo and putting it to music because I... I do some wild stuff. I've played for so many years and uh, threw those out there just for the friends and family to enjoy. I wasn't trying to find an audience or anything. Somewhere on YouTube, there exists a Quake 2 Rocket Arena 2 uh, cutscene video with some heavy metal uh, with like some of my best kill shots and stuff. It's the only video in existence of Amazing. me playing Quake, but it's a badass video with a lot of good metal tracks. Oh, now I want to find it. And uh, I'll, I, maybe I'll find it and post it in the links, you know, never, never, you never know. Or maybe I'll be really lazy and do none of that and just insert a bunch of air horns. Uh, <laughs> and then I think we've, we've given Skylar a lot of time to talk about um, some of his favorite games. Uh, McHenry, are you a gamer at all? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I don't have a PS5 yet, but I really want to get one of those. But um, I've been going back through the remake of Skyward Sword on the Switch. Uh, Zelda is one of my all-time favorite series. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I never Evil got that on Super Nintendo on, but uh, I did love oh, Zelda in general. Dude, dude, you've got you've to get into the 3D Zeldas. I know. My wife's got the Switch, and it's totally something that is in my future. See, yeah. the current upcoming talk uh my daughter and i are having you know the boy just started red dead that's going to be a few weeks he's going to be busy mm -hmm. but i think my daughter is going to go into okrina and I'd, I'd like to follow it directly up with majora just straight through Boom. oh that'd be great that'd that's be the first rpg experience for her too i said lily once you have played a legend of zelda title all the way through you're ready for anything they're just yeah they're the greatest experience yeah ocarina is a great starting point too it's oh, it's just so it hits so many of the right notes and it, it still holds up all these years later. If you can do the uh, 3DS 3D version, I mean, you can turn the 3D off. Oh, but they yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the graphics. I have the uh, 3DS versions of both. I got Majora too. So oh, perfect. On the 3DS. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Wind Waker was so great. I mean, I know when it came out, everybody was like, oh, you can't go to these cartoony graphics and make it less than serious. But that's the whole thing about Zelda is it's going to have that weird vibe where it's kind of goofy. It's it's high adventure. It's great fantasy, but it's kind of goofy. I That's what I appreciate about Zelda. I mean, I only ever played the Game Boy uh, Link to the Past or whatever. Or no, that's the Super Nintendo one. Link Between yeah. Worlds. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and I've never I've never delved, but they I did love their goofy style. They brought in some like Mario elements, 
I actually played through the Game Boy one on a little. Uh, what's the, the? It's the attachment you used to plug in a little cartridge into your Super Nintendo. Game so Shark. Play, no, no, Super no. Super Game Boy. I'm actually. Oh, okay, more, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And so I played through it, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, my attention span is shot these days. I'm going to blame that on memeing. I uh, I have a hard time getting through things, so I was, like, really proud of myself for getting through Zelda. Like, you know, I, I, I read a book that year, and I completed Zelda. Like, that's a pretty good year. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Anybody who clears any Zelda is a true grit gamer in my book. Okay, well, then I'm going to ruin my reputation because I could not for the life of me, figure out the very end. It's like a puzzle and uh, I'm definitely too shot for that business. So yeah. I, I did, I did have to like look up, Hey, how do I just get to the final boss? Right. But Zelda is just, it's, it's the epitome of RPGs. And I mean, I'm an elder scrolls guy. I'm dark souls. I like everything out there that has come out there and trumped the board, but Zelda will always be the champion. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm trying to figure out. I want to get a Zelda tattoo, but I don't want to do the Triforce in the back of my hand. I don't want to do the shield on my calf. I want something a little unique. Oh, I don't know. If I was going to get a Zelda tattoo, it'd be one of the masks from Majora for sure. Oh, that'd be great. Might, yeah, you know, I don't know. Might be the fierce deity. Might be Majora himself, but it would be probably a mask. One of my favorites I've seen. uh, A a woman who was a cashier at a store up here, she had in the Wind Waker style a floor master on her forearm coming up out of the ground and reaching out. And it was, it's oh, beautiful, perfect, killer. bright purple and the dark black. It was just awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I got, I got one video game tattoo on my rib cage on the right side. I have the Quake insignia out of like bits of gore and like skulls and dripping just mess and nice i feel like i've seen that yeah probably i'm pretty proud of it you know i've met this i met this artist uh you know like online across the pond somewhere you know make it i i don't even think he spoke very much english and i was like i saw his art and he had this like absolutely brutal quake design and i was like dude i want that tattoo and like for me I've, I've talked about it before on here. My style is very different. I can't, I, I have a hard time like delving into different games. I, I beat myself up and play the same shit over and over to ad nauseum. Oh, you know, guilty of that too. But I never get beyond one, you know, one through three games is the maximum that I've ever really played in the last 10, 15 years. You know, yeah. um, I don't, I don't sample too much of other games. And so, I kind of uh, finally fell off with Quake. I mean, I, that's an honest to God. We talk about meme addiction, but I, I at least am creating art when I'm making memes. But my Quake addiction is just like, you want to talk about something that gives you nothing back. Like, I don't have anything to show for years and years of playing, you know, first-person shooters. Uh, anybody who plays Call of Duty, you know, you have nothing to show for that. Your prestige fucking means nothing. And um, so I actually, it, it was sort of a, a dual meaning to me when I got this tattoo. It was uh, all this gore and all this messiness surrounding it was like my reminder to myself of, you know, the lives I could have lived and the life I lost in that time. And, you know, we, we, we discussed like a little bit potentially talking about 
drugs and alcohol and their influence on, um, you know, memers being not only uh, sometimes depressed people, but people who uh, maybe abuse substances, have abused them in the past. I, I got thinking on that, and that's why I wanted to just kind of briefly touch on the tie between memeing, video games, and kind of why we bring these topics up. It's like, it's kind of an addictive personality thing. I think, you know, between like playing the video games, uh, abusing the substances or making memes, we, we, we are the type of people who have to have something to sink our time into. Would you agree? They're all vices. I, I don't partake anymore, but I was uh, a very heavy drinker for a long time. I've been, sober for almost four years now and i know i've got the addictive personality i know i need i get on these long stretches of just stupid stuff and i i gotta physically pull myself away from so i 100 percent agree with the with your little take on that well and congratulations well thank you oh yeah no that's great but no i agree i think it all ties together i think you know uh, like i said they're all vices and you know they they all give you something you need, something you're looking for. And they if fire you up cross comparisons, and... then make memes instead of hard drugs. You know, I mean, that's, that's common sense, but uh, no, I think it all kind of ties together. You know, we have to have those vices and, you know, for me dealing with these kids and everything, being able to come out there, I, I am probably one of the biggest offenders when it comes to PG memes. I, I, I've made memes specifically because I wanted my mom to laugh at them too. Sure, that's, that's nice. you guys. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, but you know, I still like the fact that I can come out to this adult environment and deal with these adults. Now, from the other end of it, like with you know substance abuse problems, I got people close to me who've dealt with that who are also involved in in things like this. You know, they come there and they're not going to get any of that judgment that every single living human being in their physical life has for them. You know, no matter what level they're at, I think a memeing community is, but. You know, I don't know. I want to think it's the best thing, but at the same time, you know, we've had some situations with some beloved members in our own group that, you know, it was equally beneficial and toxic at the same time, this environment. And, you know, for me, it's hard because I stick pretty close to the people who I feel are worth it. And I get all of this praise anyway. People are far too kind for what I do. And, you know, I I guess it's a double edged sword, but that makes it a vice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like people sometimes get a little too close to it. You know, they're 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 placing too much value in meme world, and and they should probably step back for a minute. I know I have before and been like, wow, I'm sinking too much time in here and stuff like that. But I, I'd like to think that as a whole, and and some of the weird elements of this community in this environment that we've created is that a lot of the people that show up in meme world are you know, they have their problems. And uh, I'd like to think that we do provide friendship and a safe haven. And uh, that's, there's occasionally been the weird comparison to a cult or whatever. Uh, And I guess anytime you create a community, uh, that word may be tossed around. But I think ultimately, all we're doing is making stupid, funny pictures to cheer each other up and to have a laugh and, you know, create a little bit of a community for those that feel that they may not have one. Exactly. And if I got to sign over 10% of my paycheck, it's no big deal to me. I mean, I would have spent that money on 
drugs or booze or something anyway, you know? <laughs> oh, tithing? Are you going to yeah, start yeah. tithing me? <laughs> we should, like, isn't that what NFTs are? I'll hit you up with my PayPal. Right on. <laughs> Uh, I mean, ultimately, like I, I, I would like to think that someday I could make money off of the meme world, whether it be, you know, covering it through a podcast or, you know, uh, yeah. you know, getting actual money for the art that I create and the time and the investment. It may be a pipe dream, but I, I, I'm really good at grinding. So that's what we're going to keep doing here. Well, and for what my opinion's worth, you're great at developing a presence. I mean, you have it all over the place. Nobody doesn't know you. Exactly. Nobody doesn't know you. Nobody doesn't know when when we're throwing ducks on stuff. You know, I mean, you you really do have a presence and you have the ability to grow on that. I hope you're able to in some way, shape or form. But now I like on, on what you guys were saying, too. You know, for me, when I look back on it, you know, I feel like there's a real good chance even though I came in there and I made that meme with, with salt Bay or whatever that I ever would have hung around and I ever would have kept doing it. I mean, I, dude, I stare at computers for a living. I didn't want to have to do too much of that. Keep up with social media. And then you have to deal with all the people you don't want to deal with. I right. get messenger chat invitations from dope heads around here. Every time I'm trying to come in and see what mains are doing, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, I think I was at a point, I came in here and there was a sense of community and we all shared a number of interests in the popular culture that we were all joking about. And, uh, you know, eventually the bandwagons really started picking up and we would all go out there and do them just to support, you know, I'll go join a bandwagon just because I like the name at the top of it, no matter how stupid I may think it is and, and probably make five things to go towards it. you know, I, I think I was at a point, uh, my old man had retired. I had taken over his business. I was not prepared to do it. I'm an excellent IT guy. I got no fucking idea how to run a business. You know, Adam has always had ups and downs and I'm right there with him. And, you know, kids growing up, I, I had a bunch of shit going on and finding this sense of community with people who were all about the same shit I was, you know, and I mean, you know, we don't, we don't have to have long pop culture discussions. We can just take a couple pieces of them and mash them together and fuck around and have a really good time. So I think I needed it. Uh, You know, uh, like you're saying, I think that many of us who have hung out this long needed some aspect of what we have within the main group now. And I mean, you know, you don't see that anywhere else. You go to these other groups and like you said, it's, it's a mixture of good and hate. It's like, why can't you all just, you know, be friendly? And one, one of the things I'm addicted to is coming in, seeing what other people do and then trying to uplift them, you know, like, man, you're doing great. And a, to a lot of people, my opinion means a lot because they think my edits are so great. And so it feels so good just to go in there and make somebody who finally did that edit you've never seen them do feel a little better about the fact that they nailed it. And then they'll do something even more impressive the next time. Exactly. About being there to build each other up, too. Yeah. So maybe that's part of the need to give and to take, you know, you're you're going out, you want your reacts, you want to be recognized, you want to be noticed, whatever, you know, everybody has some degree of that in them. But then at the same time, you may just want to go out there so you can make comments to the other people that you're dealing with. And, you know, any, any one of, of all of you that, you know, I, I have listed in my brain by name now, they're, they're going to get a stop and they're going to get their meme paid attention to. So I can try to come up with something to say. It's going to make their day better because that's what I've grown to expect from this place. You're, uh, you're making me feel kind of bad because I wish, I wish I was as dutiful as you are in that. I feel <laughs> like I neglect the community sometimes. Or, well, but I'm the one disappears for six weeks because 
I mean, I'm also not, you know, oblivious to the fact that, you know, I got things going on right now that are never going to happen again right here. And when those are going on, you know, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My priorities are in place, but at the same time, you know, I feel just as selfish to come in there and be able to try to brag on something somebody else made either because it's hilarious or it's an exceptional edit or both. That was why even when I wasn't, you know, and every time I have to disappear and do stuff, I just come back in like, yeah, how's everybody doing? Like I wasn't gone. Like, you know, well, I'm that's, trying not to be gone. So let's just keep it at, I'm here when I'm here. That's a good, that's a good friendship, you know, right? Like you shouldn't yeah. have to feel like you need to be here every day. And I hope that we cultivate that community. You know, uh, you pop in when you can, you have fun with us when you can, and you come on the podcast if you're so inclined and here you are. Right. Well, no, but like I said, since it's a give and take thing and I need it too, you know, I, I'm going to try to balance it out and, you know, they're interested in this kind of stuff now. And I'm not saying that a lot of the main stuff is for 10 and 11 year olds, but I'm saying, you know, I'm cooler because I make memes for people. Right. And then because, like I said, the PG ones, I get to show them a lot of memes I make. And so they get to see, you know, my ability to edit stuff. Of course, they've been watching me do all the crazy shit I do around here for years. So it's probably not that flattering. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I can definitely see we get them up to 13, 14, 15 years old and I can't stop them. If they want to show up in memes, they may outdo me. We never know. They may punk dad out on the memes. Hey, it's oh, all about go. all about improving the future generation, right? That's right. That's pretty much the family that memes about. together stays together. That's right. Well, and you find a good place where there's supportive people who actually, you know, are willing to take the time to give a shit. I don't see how there could be any harm in that. Like a group of friends they can respect on the internet like this then have a group of friends that are shitheads that are talking them in going out and doing something stupid that's going to leave them a dope head or whatever can happen to you between right their age and ours <laughs> we were talking about um i saw a music video the other day actually it was um this band tropical fuck storm from <laughs> australia uh the song was uh, like uh, essentially about emotional fatigue and I mean, I know like the last couple of years have been a lot for fucking everybody. Yeah. And I'm usually like pretty spent on a regular basis on what I got left. I'm, I, I go hard and I, I give a lot of myself. And so I'm usually not prepared when someone comes to me with like a real problem and needs me to like actually be present. I was joking the other day. I'm like, so not fucking present ever, you know, like I'm always somewhere else in my head. We have this community that we talk about and people that may not understand, you know, especially if someone's listening to this as an outsider, but uh, I have people that reach out to me and, you know, we talk about drugs and alcohol in the meme community and, you know, it's a very real problem. And I, I'm in no way a professional or anyone that helps anyone, but if somebody only feels like they can talk to me and they, you know, reach out, I like to try to make myself as present as humanly possible. And I, I do encourage anybody who has trouble with that sort of shit to seek out uh, therapy or, you know, talk to someone. You, the worst thing you can do is keep it inside. Right. Well, and if you're in the main group, holler at us. 
exactly. And that's, and that's exactly it. It's just, you know, that's if you know us and you're, you're hanging out, listening to this podcast, feel like you can reach out to us. You don't have to lay your problems on the line. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tapped emotionally. I don't mean I want people fucking coming to me and laying all their problems out. But if you want to have a friendly conversation and just like have fun and like you, you do not need an icebreaker. You can fucking pop on and just hit one of us up and we'll have a chat with you. Yeah. I've, I've put that out before. Like I'm, my messenger is always open. And if I don't get back to you right away, I will at some point. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, uh, Skylar's had nonstop troubles with the audio. So, uh, nobody is here to say, uh, I think we're running a little long here, <laughs> but, um, it's been a pleasure having you guys on hopefully have you back in the future and thanks for spreading the good word about Maine and realizing that we're just trying to have a good time and be uplifting to people. I appreciate it. It's the best place in the world, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Same here. Uh, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being on and, uh, I'll be happy to come back on when the schedule permits. So say so actually we're, uh, we're running kind of long here. Kind of long here. Oh, fuck you, this